The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. But the most relevant experience that you've probably had is what? Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about that. Yeah, for sure. So um, this past fall, I worked which was a search fund primarily focused on acquiring veteran-owned businesses from the one to eight million EBITDA range. Um, so the main benefit, I think, out, out of like pr- participating in this specific internship was that I got to work through the entire deal process. But I think like without without like um, you know take going into too, too much detail, I think like my biggest contribution was in respect to the research and sourcing portion. This is also where I think I learned a lot as well. So for example, when we were trying to figure out you know what company to acquire. But also like once we had like a couple client targets, we had to narrow it down to which one in particular that we wanted to acquire. So we had a couple options on the table and they were in industries that we weren't too familiar with. So for example, we ended up going through through with a federal contracting company, but you know, nobody really knew too much about the federal contracting space. So it was kind of up to me to figure out things like, for example, what are the probabilities that a company will rewind their contract? Or what are the probabilities that a company is able to like fulfill their contract in the first place? Because ultimately in the federal contracting space, it kind of matters the most if you can get the contract. And I think like being able to do a bunch of research in this specific field and being able to come up with, for example, key numbers that we were able to go off of, for example, like the percentage chance that an incumbent wins in the specifically construction space was really helpful for us when it came to like modeling in the DCF and LBL. And ultimately, when we were able to kind of come up with exactly what we want to do, model out the company, I think it was a great acquisition in terms of like experience for me, also on the technical side, because I got to see like kind of how the deal flow worked in general. And I I, I guess like I for a key takeaway, right? And I definitely want to bring this kind of like experience into Morgan Stanley, right? I, I know like, for example, that I'm not like a perfect finance student, but for sure, I definitely want to continue growing my industry knowledge, but also like my skills in general. What do you mean by you're not a perfect finance student? Because you don't major in finance? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. I would just take that out. Uh, and what do you mean by like, you said like on a technical side, it's a great experience because you got to see how the deal flow works in general. Like, what does that mean? What did you do on a technical side? Because I remember like last time we talked, like you said that my answer was too detailed and too like specific. So I, wa- I wanted to make it like less long and less detailed. And like less which, I think, which I think you did. And I think it's like the, the right amount of details that you provided in this iteration, but like just the sentence itself didn't make sense to me. That mm-hmm. specific part, you said on the technical side, it was a great experience because I got to see how the deal flow works in general or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh, I should just take out the sentence because I, I want it because like, the main concern I, I have is like, I want to talk about like the research part because that's like the part that I know the best. But like at the same time during my intro, in order to make it like naturally flow, I had to say that like, I wanted to do more technical stuff, which is why I did said internship. So I feel like it'd be weird if I didn't mention that. But at the same time, I feel like if I do mention that, it has to be the whole thing about that. So I was like, that's just kind of like the runaround. 
Well, did you do anything technical on this deal? Um, kind of like we just like learned how to do DCS and LBOs. Obviously, he didn't have us do like it specifically, but I guess like if you count like like graphs and like data analysis technical, then yes. Learn how to do DCFs and LBOs in the context of this deal. Like you built a DCF and LBO for this company or just like you learn how to do it in general. Oh, we learned how to do it. And then it was like an example was like the deal that we're supposed to do. Cause like, I don't okay. know. I didn't think he wanted us to handle the actual finances. He just wanted to, us to learn what the heck we're doing. Okay. But you still have that, right? You still have yeah. the LBO you did. Then that's fine. Then, then, then I would just say on a technical side, it's not that you can't bring in the technical piece. You can, but your sentence has to just has to make sense. So you can just say on the technical side, so also a really great experience because um, I was actually able to both build a DCF and an LBO model for the company that we were um, looking to invest in. And so, you know, um, that really gave me like a... Well, I mean, you can say whatever you want. That gave me a more in-depth understanding of the business and also allowed me to apply a lot of these concepts that I have been learning um, in my own free time into like an actual real world example, right? Something like that, mm-hmm. right? But it just how like, if, if you go there, you gotta be ready to like speak to the DCF and the, and the LBO mm-hmm. if they ask. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you know, like, are you prepared? Yeah, I emailed him. I remember last time we talked, you told me to have paper LBO numbers. Um, I emailed him and he said, no, he does not want to give them to me because he does not want them to be disclosed. So uh, I like try to make up numbers and I was like plugging them into the Excel sheet. I literally just could not get it to work. Um, so I, I guess I'm going to try again tonight, but yeah. So you don't actually have the file anymore? Um, well, no, he just told me not to disclose it. Yeah, but how is he going to know? Okay, well, true, <laughs> but yeah, I guess. Um, but like, it was like four million debt, one million equity. Like, I'm like forgetting the rest. Like, I can pull it up. Like, on, it's on my laptop though. So, also, it's just like you don't have to disclose the name of the business, just like you didn't just now. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. That, no, that's fair. That's fair. He's doing like this little five million dollar deal, and he thinks people actually give a shit. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's just. Anyway, um, so do you actually have the model still that you did or no? I, I, yeah, I think I do. It's just on my laptop, so I'd have to search through it for it. Like, I distinctly remember at this point. Like, like yeah, it should be fine. I, I can look for it. If you it have now. the model, you don't need anything from him, right? I thought you were saying yeah. like you were trying to ask him what the actual numbers were because you don't remember. No, no, so that's what I'm saying. Like, because like, I don't know if it's like the actual thing. It was just like the practice one. He was like, oh, this is like the example model. It doesn't matter if it's the actual thing. Your interviewer won't know if it's the actual thing either. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Like, this is a $5 million company. Nobody knows what it is. Even if you threw out a name, people still won't know what it is. Nobody can verify like their actual numbers. Like, as long as it actually makes sense, then there's no way for people to know. Okay, that's right. That's why last time I said, even if you made up your own numbers, as long as the numbers tie, yeah, then, yeah. then it's fine, right? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? 
head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.